So they are um, honoring the 2012 NFC Championship team this weekend with Jim Harbaugh and and everybody else. And I agree with you, Brian. I I don't know about honoring a <laughs> NFC Championship team. Uh, when you, Jed York says we only hang Super Bowl banners, but whatever. It's fun, I guess, for the fans. It's good to have them back. And it got stirred up some debate and some talking. And listen, I I personally like you got to honor your history. I love talking about the history of the team and. I think it's fun to compare and contrast. I mean, look, the Niners have had, what, seven coaches since 2000, last 20 years or whatever. They've all been horrible except Shanahan and, and Harbaugh. So mm-hmm. let's look at the two good ones and talk about it. I don't see anything wrong with that. But where, where my mind goes with this when I hear about Harbaugh, I just remember, you know, there were some dark years, man. And we get into mm-hmm. 2011. The 2011 team is one of my favorite, not just Niners teams, sports teams of all time. Because you had a team that, everybody thought was going to be terrible. Nobody thought that team was going to be good. And you had Alex Smith, who was a complete, you know, was going to be a cast off. And they asked him the year before, do you think you're going to return? And he laughed. And then Harbaugh comes in his, his introductory press conference. And he's like, I really like Alex Smith. And that was sort of the start of Alex Smith turning into a very good quarterback for the last half of his career, a pro Bowl quarterback for the last half of his career. And that was such a memorable season, man. They just kept winning and winning and winning. They go 13 and three. and the Saints playoff game was one of the best ever, right? Just so much fun to see Smith come back and have his moment and Vernon Davis have his moment. And then they they lose in the NFC Championship game. And I remember I, w- I was in a bar with all my friends, right? All Giants fans, right? Because I had, I'm in New York. Sure, New York. Mm-hmm. Man there. And I just remember sitting like I'm in the corner by this small TV, just watching the fumble happen and the field goal happen and being like, don't cry, don't cry. I could have cried, <laughs> I didn't cry. I'm a man, damn it. I didn't cry. But it was, let me tell you what, it was awful. But I remember that year in 2012, 2013, as, as much as they all ended at heartbreak, those were fun years. They were a good team. Everybody knew they were a good team and it translated on the field. They won 13 games and 11 games and 12 games. They were really, really good. They were really, really physical. Those were really fun years. So it's good to look back on that. Harbaugh was crazy. It all kind of went to hell in that fourth season that, you know, with the issues with Jed and everything. But um, look, man, I look back on it fondly and it's fun to remember guys like Willis and Gore and Smith and Harbaugh and everybody else. So it's, it's that part of it's awesome. Yeah, it's, I remember, I remember where I was when news broke that the 49ers were signing Jim Harbaugh. I was in a parking lot at a Chick-fil-A in the Sacramento area. And I remember just being ecstatic, just absolutely ecstatic because I knew that that meant good things for my squad. And I never expected his first season, you know, for them to, to, to make it all the way to the NFC championship game. And it feels like the debate, like you talked about Al, the debate that has raged a little bit on 49ers Twitter at the very least is essentially kind of. Who who was who did a more impressive job? Uh, Jim Harbaugh, who inherited a roster that was already pretty full of of talented but underachieving players, or Kyle Shanahan, who inherited a, uh, a you know a roster of garbage and then built it up in two years into a uh, a, a Super Bowl contender. And I mean, you know five and or six in one hand, one half dozen in the other, right? Like I don't I don't know what's more impressive, nor do I really care. They're both they both did what they were brought here to do. And 
Harb the only difference is Harbaugh's personality is a little bit more difficult to deal with. And, and that's so, crazy. Call it like it yeah, is. Yeah, he is. Crazy. He is. And so, you know, very much like a meter, he burns bright, <laughs> but then he burns out, right? And and that happened at San Diego, that happened at uh at Stanford and and it happened in, in San Francisco. Now, granted, I, I think he I think his shtick plays better in college, which is why he's still at Michigan and probably still could have stayed at Stanford if if uh, Jed didn't come calling. But I, I'm not I'm not here to I'm it doesn't matter to me. <laughs> like it doesn't. I don't I don't care. I don't care who is the better head coach, right? Harbaugh has three NFC championship game appearances and one Super Bowl appearance. Shanahan has two NFC championship game appearances and one Super Bowl appearance. They both lost the one big game that they've been in. So in all reality, they're even. They're tied. They are what they are, right? Until if or until Shanahan wins a Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I'm not interested in that debate, right? I'm not interested in dividing the fan base to Harbaugh or or Shanahan because I tweeted out earlier today or earlier this week, and, and I genuinely believe this with the frustration that is building uh, amongst this fan base, just because of the the short the the slow start, the season-ending injury to Trey, you know, the the offensive uh you know, whatever you want to call it, doldrums, right? If the 49ers are struggling either at halftime or if if it's evident that, you know, things this game is going to end in a, in a KC victory, I genuinely think oh, there's a non-zero chance that you're going to start hearing some Harbaugh chants in that crowd with him in the stadium. And I think that is going to make Harbaugh's life. I genuinely do. <laughs> I, I remember it. So I was at the game. I was at his last game with the Niners and subsequently, I guess, in the NFL until further notice. And they won, but everybody was literally just sad. Like after the game, mm -hmm. nobody was happy. Like I will never forget that. They won. And then, you know, Frank Gore took his lap around the field and everything. And that happened to be Patrick Willis's last game too. And that happened to be Justin Smith's last game too. And that happened to be, you know, like several other guys that, that just didn't come back. Like, I think, I think Upati was let go after that. And I think that um, Anthony Davis was let go. So all these guys were gone, right? It was the end of an era. And I think that everybody was sad because like, there's a lot, look, there's a lot of younger Niner fans that don't remember like the early two thousands. Right. Or when Steve Young got hurt, basically, like that's kind of when it all started. And he had a couple years of Garcia. Friggin' Aeneas Williams. I hate that guy. Friggin' Aeneas Williams. <laughs> so when Steve Young went down, like they were terrible the rest of that season. And then they ended up getting Garcia. They were terrible for 2000 and then 21, sorry, 2001 and 2002, they, they made the playoffs. Right. And uh, you know, they lost to green Bay the first year in green Bay, Frickin' Favre. And they lost, <laughs> you know, to the eventual Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers the next year. But then after that, Mariucci was fired. And you've got Dennis Erickson, who was awful. One of the worst head coaching hires ever until Tom Sula. Then Mike Nolan, who was also awful. Then he was fired in favor of Mike Singletary, uh, Mike Singletary who was, you know, a motivator and a rah-rah guy. Tom Sula coached in the middle for one game. And then Harbaugh came. And, like, it was just this revolving door of coaches. And there was no hope anywhere. The Niners, yeah, they were they were an underachieving team. But look, like you know, Patrick Willis was was and Frank Gore were really the only blue chip players on on those teams. Like they they signed Justin Smith, and he, you could argue that he was he was that as well. So they had three blue chip players: Bowman, Alden, Alden Smith. 
Staley. Bowman, no, no, no. Yeah. Alden Smith was not drafted yet. Remember that? Alden Smith. I'm talking. Oh, about you're. Oh, you're talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm talking about you. what Harbaugh inherited, right? right? Not what he, yeah. not what he built, right? So yeah. they had very few blue chip players. So the idea that like he inherited this great roster, I mean, that's just not. That's not true. Like they, the the corners, like they had to go sign Carlos Rogers. Terrell Brown was nothing. Goldson was nothing before that. They signed Whitner. You know, like they they made a bunch of moves when he got there. Right. That's that's the reality of it. They, they got Ted Ginn, who was a nothing player, and then he just became, like, the league's best punt returner for, like, two years, right? So, to me, like, I don't, I don't care about this debate either. I think, it's, I think it's fun to compare eras. But the only thing that kind of irks me is that I don't understand what Kyle's really done to, to, to earn so much loyalty from the fan base to, for them to say that, like, oh, the third winningest coach in franchise history is worse than what Kyle has produced. So that's the one thing here that I'm like, okay, are you saying this because he's the coach now? Or are you saying this because you actually believe it? Because to me, like Kyle hasn't done anything to show that he's better than Harbaugh, maybe equal, right? I think that we can agree that they're probably equal, but he hasn't done anything to show that he's actually better than him. Jim Harbaugh accomplished more than Kyle's in three years, accomplished more than Kyle's accomplished here in six years. Let me, let me read you a stat here that I have here. And mind you, Salary has no indication on like it's it's no reflection on how good a person should be, but just just something very interesting. So these are the top twenty five. Uh, this this came off a list of the top twenty five uh, highest paid coaches in U.S. sports right now, um, with the exception of Sean Payton, who's retired now. But on this list, Bill Belichick's number one. Number two is Pete Carroll. Sean Payton would have been number three if he if he was still coaching. Andy Reid's number four. Greg Popovich number five. Mike Tomlin number six. Nick Saban number seven. Jimbo Fisher, number eight. These college coaches just raking it in, right? Damn. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a racket. The, the ninth highest paid coach, well, eighth now that Popovich is gone, uh, that uh, Sean Payton's gone, eighth highest paid head coach in U.S. sports is Kyle Shanahan. He is no. the only. Really? Yes. yes. He, is, he is paid over He's $9 million. The highest paid Kyle, coach in U.S. sports? Kyle Shanahan is paid more than Steve Kerr. Did you, like, like, when I saw this, I was like, are you kidding me? I'll. I'll send. I'll I'll message you guys offline, and I'll send you the link. To, to yeah, what I no, have I definitely want to see that. I didn't know but, that. And he is the only coach on this list that has a losing record. The only coach, and then after Kyle, it's Steve Kerr, and then and Dabo Swinney, and then and then Frank Reich. Also, Frank Reich. I don't know why he's on that list, but yeah. So that to me is like okay, like you know, he's the only coach number one that that has a losing record on that list, and him and Frank Reich are only the only coaches on that list that have never won a championship. Yeah, Frank so, Reich. So it's just, that's the only thing, right? I don't care about it. It's fun to debate. It's cool, but it's like, come on, like, let's, let's at least like do justice to what Harbaugh did here. And I realize that a lot of people don't, may not remember, but it's the, the guy was a, was a crazy person, but he was a damn good head coach. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think for the debate stuff, I, I, I think it's fine. I know if, if you're somewhere in like Twitter where it's just, you know, like a snake pit and everything else, but like, it's it's good. To, I think it's it's great to compare the two. Like if you're going to have like a, a realistic, smart conversation about it, like there's anything wrong with that. You know, the good traits, the bad traits, you know, what they were good at, what they weren't, stuff like that. I think I think it's great. And yeah, Shanahan's 40, what, 42 and 45 as a head coach. Correct. And Harbaugh was 44, 19 and one in four years. And uh, Harbaugh's five and three in the playoffs. Shanahan's four and two. So that's with that. But, you know, I always thought with Harbaugh, it wasn't they got rid of him because if it, it did get, because I heard whispers too, the locker room was kind of sick of the shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. It wasn't that they replaced him. It's what they did after they, they replaced him. 
or after they they got they moved on, I should say. It's that they went to Tom Sula instead of maybe saying, listen, we have a good thing going. Let's promote Fangio, keep mm-hmm. everything intact and kind of keep going. They bring in Tom Sula because of whatever. And then that's a one-year thing. And then the you know, we, we, I don't have to go through the history. We all know what happened. But I think, yeah, that was kind of it. It was like what happened after. The yeah. Do, do you remember the exodus of players after Harbaugh was fired? Like yeah. there's several players that just left that were just like, I'm not, I'm not playing for Tom Sula. It and was, Willis uh, was one of them. I wrote an article about it. It was like March 13th or something like that. It was like one of the worst days in like 49ers history. Yeah. Like Willis yeah. retires and like just everything bad that could have happened happened. Like it was it was absolutely crazy. So yeah, it was. I also also I want to really quickly give Kyle those flowers because he deserves credit for him, Adam Peters, Mark Mayhew, John Lynch. Like they were just left for dead. And they turned this team around in two years. So they absolutely like that's that's where I see like he, he gets and should deserve that loyalty from the fan base like he turned around this program and he was instrumental in turning this program around like him more so than any other person more so than adam peters more so Mm -hmm. than martin mayhew more so more so than lynch more so than jimmy like kyle is the biggest reason why they are turned around right so he he absolutely deserves credit for that i just think it's hilarious because the niners are all about drama i feel like there's always drama with this team yeah there's not a more comical time for Harbaugh in this team to come in than right now, because this is the first That's time I think in yeah. five and a half years, people are starting to kind of get pissy with Shanahan. Yeah. And like, it's just the perfect time. And like, I think you said it, I, I think it was Brian. Brian you said it. Like, yeah. Yeah. If it's bad at halftime, like it's just going to be, it's going to be hilarious <laughs> So yeah. sit back and just enjoy it because this fan base is nuts. And like, if it's 35 to whatever, like it was the first time they met, and that was 2018 when Jimmy got hurt. When the yeah. game Jimmy got hurt, yeah, a lot of bad memories with the Chiefs, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think of that. 